I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding. And welcome to another episode of Animation and Beyond. This week, in celebration of the holiday that happens at the end of this month of December, Christmas, we are going to be talking about a Christmas-related movie. Yes, a film series that we're talking about in honor of the holidays coming up. And that is The Santa Claus, the 90s and then early 2000s sequel film series that took, honestly, everyone by storm with Tim Allen and eventually Martin Short. These are some of the most beloved Christmas movies for people of our age, I would say, that I can think of. Yes, and some of the funniest, too. Definitely. They were comical, they were intended for all ages, they were live action, and honestly, just great films. Yeah, I know. But first, we're going to do a quote feature this week, and Ezra's got a couple of lines from the trailer of the third Santa Claus movie. Take it away, Ezra. I remember the trailer when I remember seeing it with a lot of films and theaters. I remember seeing back in 2006 when I was 10. I remember <laughs> like the trailer, which made me laugh a lot when I saw it accompanying many movies. That's right. It's always so fun when you get to see a trailer for something in the theaters. And then there's so much anticipation and build up until you get to see the movie in theaters itself. Well, I remember like the funny part when Santa Scott Calvin says, "You hit me with a shovel when Jack knocked him out with a with a with a big shovel." Yeah, that's right. So the plot of the third Santa Claus, which this trailer was previewing, is that basically Jack Frost is trying to oust Scott Calvin as Santa and take over with his own version of Christmas. And in the process, they go back in time and yes, when Santa comes and tries to prevent him from taking over a Santa, Jack Frost hits him in the face with a shovel. <laughs> and I remember the funny part when Jack says, you're not Santa anymore. You're just a guy who smells like a cookie. <laughs> Another blatant insult from, Zach, from Jack Frost to Santa. What are these two quotes doing in the movie? Showing how Jack Frost in the film wants to take over the holidays. That's right. And he's doing that by, you know, stripping Scott Calvin of what he thinks is Santa, right? He's saying, you're not, he's saying, you're not going to get this Santa outfit and you're not actually Santa anymore. And then at the end, what do we learn? Jack Frost was the villain, but he was good later. Yeah. And by the end of the movie, you know, I feel like the third Santa Claus teaches us that Santa, it's a spirit and an attitude and a belief, not necessarily just a costume and a beard. Or a person. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's what those lines kind of point towards in the trailer. Yes. Like Santa Claus is a belief, an imaginary thing, not a necessarily an actual human being. Yeah. But something that anyone can believe in nonetheless. Yes, I agree. And I'm ready to talk about these films and the new show they got for Disney+. Plus. Let's sled on over into our feature <laughs> presentation. <laughs> All right. So the first Santa Claus, what year did it come out, Ezra? In 1994. 1994. So before both of us were born, the first movie came out. But it was definitely around when we were growing up. What's the main thing you remember from the first Santa Claus? Um, it was about uh, just an ordinary man named Scott Calvin. 
That's right. He's got a son named Charlie. Charlie. And it shows how he becomes the Santa Claus and how he gets a sleigh with reindeer. And a lot of other things, too, <laughs> including an army of elves. I know, because it's an interesting fable thing about how did Santa become this person who's at the North Pole, who has elves who work for him and delivers toys and presents once a year. Yeah, it's a pretty elaborate story. And the idea that he goes around in one night delivering presents to every single child, it's pretty outlandish. And I think that's what's and that's what Scott believes, too, at the beginning of the movie. He doesn't really believe that Santa really exists, but his son does. And he's trying to preserve that relief, that belief for Charlie. I know a lot of Christmas films and stories and shows have this idea of wondering how does Santa deliver toys and presents and why does he have a big white beard and why does he dress up all in red? Yeah, those are, and those are all really interesting questions. You know, how did how did the idea of Santa become such a specific character? Yes, and Santa you no know, has alternate names like Saint Nick or or Father Christmas. Yes, and in other cultures, he'll go by other names as well. Yeah. So this movie spins on that, on those same questions, replacing the original Santa that we see at the beginning of the film very shortly with Tim Allen's Santa, who takes some convincing in order to believe that he's Santa. But ultimately, it's not even his belief that really decides that he's Santa, right? It's this clause that's the pun of the title of the movie, the Santa Clause. Well, clause with an E, but Santa Claus, you know, is C-L-A-U-S, but this is clause like, like C-L-A-U-S-E. Yeah, like a clause of a contract. Well, the, and the Santa Claus, this clause says that whoever takes over as Santa, whoever puts on the suit, assumes all responsibilities and obligation of Santa Claus, including, but not limited to, delivering toys, overseeing the elves, riding the reindeer sleigh, spreading Christmas cheer overseeing the magic of Christmas and all of this stuff that is just way over Scott Calvin's head initially, right? Which are like the main traditions of Christmas, like the stockings and presents and delivering toys once a year. Yeah, exactly. So Scott Calvin is now responsible for that whole process. And that's the plot of the film is how he copes with that, you know, and how yeah. he kind of convinces other people in his life that it's real. Yep, I know. And the first one I know received a positive reaction and was a box office success when it came out around the holiday season of 1994. And it has earned a status as a Christmas classic, as one of the most popular classic holiday films of all time. I'd say so. How did the sequel, which came out a few years later, do? It came out in 2002. I know, unlike the first, it got a mixed reaction. But I know um, Elizabeth Mitchell um, was in it. Yeah, that's right, because the... The plot of the second movie goes that now that Scott Calvin is Santa Claus and is comfortable with that role, he learns that there's a Mrs. Claus, another pun on the word clause, <laughs> that says that he has to get married in order to keep being Santa. Because they know there's a Mrs. Claus who's the wife of Santa, like from the North Pole, we know. That's right. And I will note that that clause is actually, to me, kind of cool because because often in history... It was the woman that had to get married in order to have any success or job or money. And in this movie, it says that Santa has to have a wife in order to have any success or job. And I think that's, you know, kind of cool that they flipped it. 
I know the, the the villain of the movie was the toy Santa, who was also played by Tim Allen. And I was funny when he said you were a sad, strange little man, referencing the memorable Buzz Lightyear line in Toy Story, because Buzz was voiced by Tim Allen also. Yeah, that was a great reference, and I hope everyone got it when they saw that movie. <laughs> yeah, really funny Toy Story reference in the movie. Yep. The second one was also very entertaining. Not quite as good as the first, but still good. Unlike the first, it got a mixed reaction. And then four years later, the third one that had um, Martin Short as Jack Frost. I know it was about Jack Frost who wants to take over days and become Santa and take over Christmas and rename it Frostmist. That's right. And boy, does he try to do that with varying degrees of success, right? Uh, yeah. His character, it's kind of interesting, like you said earlier in the intro segment, Ezra, he's not really a villain, but he just, he wants to be a part of Christmas. He feels like he's been left out of Christmas because he's another wintertime figure, right? And he's never been given the regard that Santa Claus was. So it's really out of jealousy that he pursues this role as Santa Claus. And I think that says something, I think that makes him less of a villain and more of a, you know character that you can empathize a little bit with. Yeah, I know that other characters like the Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny, the Sandman, Father Time, and a Mother Nature were in it. And I know it's kind of like the idea of those kinds of characters seen in DreamWorks Animation's 2012 fantasy movie, Rise of the Guardians. That's true. Yeah, I like it when they do that, when they take, you know, all these other concepts and bring them together as if they're real. I feel like that happens in superhero movies a lot where they cross over a lot of different figures yeah so these are like fabled imaginary ideas and myths and fables combined definitely i know that it had a lot of slapstick the, this movie which i remember laughing a lot watching the trailer yeah like the shovel hitting in the face move <laughs> and even even you know the sparking incident of santa falling off the roof there's definitely a lot of slapstick and punny humor in these movies. Well, the, well, the first received a positive reaction and the sequel received mixed. The third one got mostly negative reviews because critics didn't really think it was necessary and thought it, the jokes and the slapstick were not very clever. Oh, interesting. It was Peter Boyle's final film before he passed away a month after it came out. And I know the 2008 film All Roads Lead Home, which came out two years later, would be his last film. Wow. Well, we're glad that he made it into the third Santa Claus. So let's talk about this new series, Ezra, which just premiered on Disney+. Plus. Yes, it is a mini series and it has like planned to have six episodes and it has um, Tim Allen again returning as Scott Pelvin, a.k.a. the Santa Claus. That's right. And he decides that he's going to retire as Santa Claus and brings his family back into the real world to celebrate Christmas like other families do. Not as Santa Claus or the Claus family. I remember, yes. And I remember another Disney Christmas film that wasn't directly related to these movies from a few years ago with Anna Kendrick. It was called Noel. Mm. Yes, and I remember, yes, it has kind of similar to those films. Interesting. So in this miniseries, I think there, it looks like from the trailer, there's going to be a lot more slapstick humor, um, despite all the characters being pretty grown up. You know, Tim Allen is, what's that, 15 years older? Yes. As are his kids and wife. And so everyone's a lot older. And so it's, Definitely place, takes place in a different time period. 
yes, I know, like it's, it has like more modern technology compared to the other three that were took place in the 90s and 2000s. Yep, which adds a new foreign element to their experience being normal people. Yeah. What are you most looking forward to about this miniseries, Ezra? Out in time for the holidays and continuing and reimagining and updating a classic Christmas favorite. Yes, we love an update, and I'm interested to see how they break it down into a series. You know, as opposed to just coming out with a follow-up movie, they made the choice to make it a miniseries, and I always am interested to see how that works in terms of how they structure the episodes and what happens over the course of the broader plot. It'll be cool to see. Yeah, I agree, and it's fun how they revived this franchise in a new way. Definitely. And with that, let's move on into trivia. We have to answer last week's trivia question about Enchanted. Yeah, that question was... In one scene in Robert's office in Enchanted, if you listen closely, what song from what Disney animated film plays? And the answer is... Part of Your World from The Little Mermaid, because Giselle looks at the fish through the fish aquarium in Robert's office, and coincidentally, that's one of the scenes where Jody Benson was in. And who's Jody Benson? The voice of Ariel. There you go. So another classic Disney crossover reference. We hope you spotted it and were able to answer that trivia question. This week, our trivia question will be about one of the Claws movies. What famous piece of classical music was heard in the beginning of the trailer for the Santa Claus 3, the Escape Clause from 2006? If you think you know the answer, be sure to listen in next week. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>